This morning we're going to dive back into a series that we've been going through, sermon series that we've been going through as a church family. We've been studying the gospel of Luke together, this this gospel writer, this, this man named Luke, he wrote about the life of Jesus from eyewitness testimonies. And he did this for a man named Theophilus so he could help him, this new Christian, he wanted to help him know who Jesus was and, and make him strong in his faith. So Luke writes the, this carefully, uh, this careful put together account of Jesus' life. And, and he comes to this conclusion, this is the name of the series, that it is good news for all people. No matter who you are, it is good news for all. Jesus is good news for all people. And so over the last few months, we've been looking at the first few chapters in the Gospel of Luke together. We've seen about Jesus' miraculous birth, and we've seen his early years, his teenage years. And now over the last few weeks, we've been looking at how Jesus came onto the scene, the beginning of his ministry. And we noticed over the last few weeks, as we've looked at the end of Luke chapter 3, and beginning to look at Luke chapter 4, how Jesus He didn't minister in his own strength. Jesus was fully man, but he's also fully God as well. He is the son of God, but he didn't minister in his own strength. Why? It was to be an example to us. But Jesus had a helper in order to minister. And that helper was the Holy Spirit. And we've been looking at who the Holy Spirit is. And we're going to continue to look at who the Holy Spirit is this morning and the Holy Spirit's role in our lives. And so we're looking at the role of the Holy Spirit and I'm just going to read again the first few verses of Luke chapter 4 for us this morning, and then we'll dive into this message this morning. So it says this in Luke 3, verse 21 to 22. It says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Luke 4 verse 1 to 2 says this, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing that all that time and became very hungry. Luke 4 verse 14 says this, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. And then Luke 4, verse 17 to 19, as I read already this morning, Jesus says these words. It says, the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. As I said, we've seen over the last few weeks how important the Holy Spirit was to Jesus. If the Holy Spirit was important to Jesus, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit? We need the Holy Spirit as followers of Jesus today. But you know, unfortunately, many people don't know who the Holy Spirit is. They're confused about who the Holy Spirit is. Many people think the Holy Spirit is like Casper the ghost or some aura or some funny feeling. But the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. He is actually the third person of the Trinity, that there is Father God, Jesus, the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a co-equal member. He is fully God. Not only that, the Holy Spirit isn't an it or a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. And the Holy Spirit is God in the now. 
The Holy Spirit didn't stop doing Bible times all those years ago, but the Holy Spirit is active here today. He is the one who leads the church. He is the one who fills the hearts of believers. He is the one who fills us and confirms that we are children of God, that we belong to God. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. He is fully God. So we've looked at who the Holy Spirit is. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking at what the Holy Spirit does. That the Holy Spirit is our help in life. Anybody need some help in your life, especially living for Jesus? Well, you don't have to live this life on your own. The Holy Spirit is here to help you. The Holy Spirit comforts us in our times of need. The Holy Spirit teaches us about how to live this life and how to know Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us of our sins, all the wrong things that we've done so we might become right with God. The Holy Spirit empowers us to overcome sin and the enemy. And the Holy Spirit is the one who changes us. As much as we'd like to try, we can't become like Jesus in our own strength. It is the Holy Spirit who changes us and works in us to become like Jesus. And so today, we're going to look at three final things that the Holy Spirit does within our lives. If you're taking notes, then you can find notes on our website, or if you've got a pen and paper, good on you, well done. You're going to get be first in queue as you get into heaven, so well done for that. But no, if you're taking notes this morning, I pray it'll be a blessing for you. But we're going to look at three more things the Holy Spirit does. The first, uh, one more thing that the Holy Spirit does in our lives is that He empowers us to live for Jesus. As I've said, living for Jesus isn't always easy. It's not easy, especially in the world in which we're living in, in a world which is anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Christians. It's hard to live for Jesus. There are so many temptations and things to pull us away from God and, and lead us away from God. There are so many voices out there. It can be a real challenge to live for Jesus, especially in the times in which we are living in, especially now in the day and age in which we are living in. There are obstacles that can make it hard to follow Jesus. But the good news here for us this morning is the Holy Spirit is here to help us. God hasn't left us on our own. Jesus said before he ascended into heaven, lo, I am with you always. Not sometimes, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. God is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us and he helps us live for Jesus. But how does he help us live for Jesus? How does the Holy Spirit help us live for Jesus? Well, the first way in which the Holy Spirit helps us to live for Jesus is the Holy Spirit teaches us about Jesus. He teaches us who Jesus is. I love what Jesus says there in John 16, verse 13 to 15. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He is here. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever He receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever He receives from me. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us understand who Jesus is. He helps us understand what Jesus has done for us. And He also helps us understand what Jesus expects from us, from our lives, if we place our faith and trust from Him. The Holy Spirit helps us to learn more about Jesus and helps us to become more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit, that's his primary role, is to point to Jesus. That's what he does. In our lives, he helps us live for Jesus. If you're struggling to know who Jesus is, you want to know who Jesus is, then you need the Holy Spirit. As you read God's word, you need the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the second way the Holy Spirit helps us live for Jesus is that the Holy Spirit gives us the power 
to obey Jesus. Because I don't know about you, but I can be weak. I can fail, I can struggle, especially even as a pastor, even in my Christian life, there'll be times where I find it hard to listen to God because sometimes the loudest voice in my heart and in my mind is Luke Morgan's voice sometimes. I want to do certain things. I want to go in a certain way. I don't like what God says. I don't like doing this. Uh, It's contrary to what I want. But with the Holy Spirit's help, even in hard circumstances, the Holy Spirit will help us obey Jesus. It says this in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere throughout Judea and Samaria to the ends of the age. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to obey Jesus and live like Jesus. He helps us to overcome sin. He helps us resist temptation and he helps us to serve other people. So if you need help in knowing Jesus and living for Jesus, then you need the Holy Spirit. We all need the Holy Spirit. We can't live this Christian life without him. We need the Holy Spirit. He helps us live for Jesus. That's one of the, another thing that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Secondly, the second thing the Holy Spirit does in our lives is that he empowers us to tell other people about Jesus. You know, Jesus gave his followers a mission before he ascended into heaven after his death and resurrection. He gave them a mission. And that mission was to make disciples of all nations, to go into all the world and preach the good news about Jesus. That's what his mission was for his followers, to tell everybody about who Jesus was and what Jesus has done. But, you know, and he's given us that mission as well. That's your mission. That's not just my mission, just because I'm a minister. It's not just my job. As followers of Jesus, this is all of our job to make Jesus known. But have any of you here in this room ever struggled to tell other people about Jesus? I know I have. I know I find it difficult. I know I find it challenging. How on earth can you bring up Jesus in a conversation where it doesn't seem awkward or weird or strange? It can be hard, can't it? It's easy to talk about the football, you know, talk about the FA Cup yesterday. That's easy. It's easy to talk about the weather, but bringing up Jesus, telling other people about Jesus, that can be hard because of fear and, and, and different things like that. And how do we word it? How do we do that? Well, thankfully, again, God hasn't left us on our own. The Holy Spirit has come to help us tell other people about Jesus. How does he do this? How does the Holy Spirit help us? Well, he helps us, first of all, by giving us boldness. He gives us boldness to tell other people about Jesus. It says in Acts chapter 4 verse 31, it says this as the disciples were telling people about Jesus. It says they prayed and it says after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. After they were filled, then they had a boldness to tell other people about Jesus. If you need a bit of courage, to tell your family members about Jesus, because I know oftentimes family is the hardest people to tell Jesus, tell people about Jesus with. If you need courage for that, if you need strength to do that, then the Holy Spirit will help you. He'll give you a supernatural bonus. If you're weak or you're shy or you're afraid, He'll give you that courage you need, even in the face of opposition. When people come up against you and stand against you, God will give you the words to say. He will equip you and help you. Even if you're being persecuted or bullied or made fun of because you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will give you that boldness to tell others about Jesus. Another way the Holy Spirit helps us tell people about Jesus is that he gives us the words to say. He gives us the words to say. It says this in Luke chapter 12, verse 11 to 12. Jesus said this, And when you were brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how you will defend yourself or what to say. 
For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. You know, when we're telling other people about Jesus or the gospel, sometimes we don't know what to say, do we? Maybe you're here today and you say, Luke, it's easy for you. You know, you're a pastor. You've had ministry training. You've, you've received all the things you need. You've had input to tell other people about Jesus. You know the Bible, Luke. You read the Bible. You preach the Bible. You know how to study the Bible. That's easy for you, Luke. But what about me? What about me? Well, I want to say I'm a Christian just like each and every one of you as well. I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm so glad that God has helped me in many occasions tell people about Jesus. You know, there are so, and I'm happy to say this and stand up here and say this this morning. There are so many more people out there who could debate with me about Christianity, who could try and put me in different scientific arguments and conversations. And maybe I might not have the answers for that. I'm so glad I don't need to have the answers because God is the one who gave all the answers at that moment and in those moments. God can help us and equip us to tell people about Jesus in a clear way and a compelling way because I think people need to really know about Jesus in a, in a very simple way. I think we've overcomplicated it sometimes and they just need to hear the simple truth about Jesus, who he is and what he has done for them. The Holy Spirit will help you. If you get into conversations in your workplace or out on the streets, wherever it might be, you don't need to try and come up with the answers on your own. God will help you. He'll maybe bring a Bible verse to memory that will speak into a situation. The Holy Spirit might give you a supernatural word to say to help and speak into a circumstance or situation. God will give you everything you need. If you ask him, say, Lord, help me. And watch how God will equip you for those conversations. So the Holy Spirit gives you words to say. Number three, the Holy Spirit help, convicts people of sin. The Holy Spirit does that. It says in John 16, verse 8, when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. It is the Holy Spirit who helps people see their need for their Savior. He's the one who reveals their sinfulness and points them to Jesus. He points it. He does it. He works it. Our job is to tell people about Jesus. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict people of their sin and to put their trust in Jesus. It's not my job to do that. It's God's job. All I'm to tell people of is what Jesus has done for them. How he died on the cross to save them for their sin. Of his wonderful love, of his wonderful grace, of the wonderful hope and life we find in Jesus. That's all our job is. And then we need to leave it up to God, between God and that person, to do the rest. It's God's job to save, not mine. My job is to point people to Jesus and your job is to point people to Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts people of sin. And finally, the fourth way the Holy Spirit helps us tell people about Jesus is that the Holy Spirit opens people's hearts. He's the one who unlocks people's hearts. He's the one who does it. It says this in Acts 16 verse 14. It says, one of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshipped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. It wasn't Paul, the disciples who opened her heart as they were telling her about Jesus. The Lord opened her heart. The Holy Spirit opens hearts to receive the gospel and respond in faith. You know, as many of you know, the story even with my grandfather and my uncle, a grandfather who wasn't a follower of Jesus for years and years, he came to church Years and years and years he came to church. He heard people preach about Jesus. He heard us as a family tell him about Jesus time and time again. But you know, there was one Sunday morning that he was in this room and I asked if people wanted to put their trust in Jesus. 
and his hand went up, my grandfather's hand, 79 years old, and his hand went up in this, co- in this congregation. I nearly passed out because, God forgive me, I didn't expect that. But you know, it was because God opened his heart. At the right time, in the right way, God opened his heart. I didn't. All those years, I tried and tried to convince him and even sometimes pressurized him. And you know, well, that's not the way to go about it. God is the one who opens hearts. And we need to leave it with God. We need to tell people about Jesus, but leave it in the hands of God. And you know, I want to say here this morning as well, maybe you've come here and you're on fire for Jesus and you want everybody to know about Jesus. You want to tell everybody about Jesus, about how fantastic he is and all that he's done for your life. That is great. You might be on fire for Jesus, but I want to encourage you this morning and and remind you, be careful not to burn people. Just because you're on fire for God doesn't mean that we burn people. You might be wondering, what does that mean? If people feel that they are manipulated or scared in coming to know Jesus, then they'll never come to know him. If they feel they've been twisted to come to know Jesus or pressurized to come to know Jesus, that's not a way to win people to God. That is not the way to do it. We do not pressurize people to come to know God. We are to tell people in a loving way about what Jesus has done. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, there is no fruit that says pressure. There is a gentleness. That is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. I love what it says in 1 Peter 3, verse 15 to 17, uh, 16. It says, instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. If someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Jesus never pressurized anybody. Jesus never did that and neither should you and I as followers of Jesus. Unfortunately, there are many people who will pressurize people, manipulate people. That's not Christianity. That's not what the Bible teaches us. We are to share in love and leave it between God and that person. Just tell people in gentleness, ask God respectful ways. We need to be respectful out there because it ruins our testimonies when, especially over all social media, when we criticize people and complain about people, that's not a good testimony at all. You know, there are people who stand up in street corners preaching fire and brimstone, but they're aggressive people. And I often think, even as a pastor, if somebody was like that and I didn't know Jesus, I wouldn't want nothing to do with God if they'd been that aggressive. That is not the way to do it. But with the Holy Spirit's help, we are to tell people about Jesus in a loving way that will win people over, convince people over in a loving way, in a gentle way, in an honest way, in a real way. And ultimately, the best testimony of all is that people would see Jesus in and through our lives. They would see him at work. That is the best witness of all to people. They see his love, his kindness, his goodness. And so if you're tempted to push people into faith, and I know I've been there, especially with our families, if you're tempted to push someone into into their faith, Remember, we need to be gentle and allow the Holy Spirit to open the person's heart, not us. Leave it between him and them and God, and let's love on them as Jesus has shown us and taught us to as well. So the second thing the Holy Spirit does is help us live for Jesus. He helps us, empowers us to live for Jesus. He helps us share about Jesus. And as we come to an end about learning about who the Holy Spirit is within our lives is the Holy Spirit gives gifts to serve and build up the church. That's what he does. There's this wonderful passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 11. It says this, the apostle Paul says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God 
who does this work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. God gives these incredible gifts. As a Pentecostal church, we believe in the fruit of the Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit as well. We believe God gives his gifts to his church. What are those gifts? We've got the gift of wisdom, which is the ability to see things from God's perspective. Godly wisdom, having the mind of Christ, understanding how God's mind works, how he sees things. And we need God's wisdom see certain situations and to make decisions. We need God's wisdom. And I believe we need that fruit more and more, especially in the times we live in. We need the wisdom of God to discern the times in which we live in as well. The Holy Spirit gives the gift of wisdom. There is the gift of knowledge as well, where God helps and speaks into situations. He gives us a deeper understanding of who he is and his will and his plan for our lives and helps us to share about God with others people, with other people. There's the gift of faith, which which is about this having this supernatural trust and confidence in God, which is unshakable, which is unmovable. Then there is the gift of healings and miracles. I preached on this in the prayer meeting the other week, how we need to see the gifts of healing and miracles in our time. God is still a miracle working God. God still performs miracles. He still performs signs and wonders. And those gifts can come as people pray for people. It is God who moves through people, the spirit who moves through people and heals people supernaturally. God is able to do that. Then we've got the gift of prophecy as well, which is God's word to, into a situation, speaking of future events or speaking of difficulties and, and challenges as well. And that prophecy, prophecy is to come. Remember, the gift of prophecy is always about building up, always about strengthening. It's always about edification and pointing people to Jesus. Prophecy is never to be used to criticize or point people. That is not the gift of prophecy. It is to, for the edification and building up of the church. Now, the gift of the Spirit is discernment of the spirits to see whether something is of God and not. And there are occasions where we need that as well. And then there are two other gifts. The gift of tongues, which we believe is the initial sign of somebody being filled with the Holy Spirit, is that they will speak in other tongues. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what we believe. That's my own experience. And that's what many people's experiences in this place of people who have been filled with the Holy Spirit. And the gift of tongues is this wonderful prayer language that God has given us personally. But also the gift of tongues is given as a message from God to his people in a church setting, in a congregation. And then there will always be an interpretation as well so that we can understand, so that we can understand what God is saying to his church. And I just want to say that these gifts of the church are not meant so we can show other people how spiritual we are. They're not there to show, so we can brag and say, look how holy I am. I'm operating in this gift. That's an abuse of the gifts of the Spirit. God never gave those gifts for that. But the gifts of the Spirit are for the common good of the church. It's to strengthen the church, build up the church, encourage the people of God. And if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you can be used in these gifts. 
All of us are open to them. God wants to use us all in all of these gifts. These gifts are used to serve and strengthen the body of Christ, to point people to Jesus. That's what these gifts are there for. And they're powerful witnesses as well, I believe, to the world around us. You know, I believe there are many churches who don't allow the Holy Spirit to move in that way and are afraid of allowing people to move in the gifts of the Spirit because they're afraid it will put non-Christians off. I think that's a whole load of rubbish. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit more and more because God will draw people with that and people will find Jesus even through that as well. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit as a congregation. I could have gone in much more depth about that, I know, and I'm sure you'll you'll want to find out more. And there, there is a, a series I did many years ago on our church website about the Holy Spirit. And I've dived into the, the gifts of the Spirit in more detail. And we can do that maybe another time as well. But, you know, these uh, this is what the Holy Spirit has given, the gifts of the Spirit. And so as we come to an end of this message today, these are some of the things the Holy Spirit does within our lives. He helps us, comforts us, teaches us, guides us into all truth, helps us to live for Jesus, helps us overcome sin. He helps us to share about Jesus with other people. He gives us gifts to build up the church and strengthen his people. This is the work of the Holy Spirit within our lives. He helps us be witnesses for Jesus in the world around us, and he helps us live for him. And so I want to encourage you to invite the Holy Spirit into your life. We need the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do you and I need the Holy Spirit? In a few weeks' time, we're going to look at being filled with the Holy Spirit, about how we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we as a church, we're going to pray for people as well to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to believe for that. And if you have been, if you have been filled, I want to encourage you to seek that in your life. Just pray and ask God, God, fill me with your Spirit. I need your Spirit's help to live this life and watch what God will do. But I pray... This has helped you understand over the last few weeks. I know it's been teaching. I know it's been a bit heavier uh, these last few messages, but I really do hope it's been a help for you in understanding who the Holy Spirit is and what he has done and what he does in our lives. And may it all be for the glory and honor of God. And may we all seek to be filled with the Spirit, be used by the Spirit so that we can point people to Jesus. Amen. Shall we pray together?